You are about to listen to an episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Each week, co-hosts Dan and Tony will explore topics about finance and retirement. It's fun, informative, and most of all useful to those who are interested in retiring successfully. Now, let's begin the show. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show. This is the first show of 2022, and so we're going to do a special show on what our predictions are, financial predictions, for the 2022 year. And to help me with that, I'm going to bring in my sidekick for the day, Chris Kuntz. Chris Kuntz is an investment advisor representative at Dolphin Financial Group. He's going to join me today, and Chris and I talked before the show. We we combined our top predictions for 2022 so we put a little thought into this. Now, if you guys are listeners to the podcast or to the video series on YouTube, you'll know that the last show, I'll put it up here, was analyzing how well I did in my predictions in 2021. So I hold ourselves accountable. Chris, a year from now, we're going to review how we did in terms of our picks. So we have a whole year to hope that these things come true. Well, maybe not hope they come true, but hope that we are right. So Chris, welcome to the show. How you doing today? I like your background, by the way. Yeah. Very happy festive. New Year, everybody. Happy, yes. hopefully happy 2022. <laughs> yes. Hopefully. You're a very cheerful 2022 background. Yes. For the, for the podcast, listen, podcast listeners, podcast listeners, he's got a festive 2022 New Year's celebration winter wonderland yeah. behind me. Well, I have Terrifying. a mysterious <laughs> sort of mystic uh, fortune teller with the crystal ball again. So there's my theme. So we could see already how Chris and I differ, but we did come to some consensus here and we're going to talk about the, the top five trends we see financial trends we see in 2022, as well as how they relate to retirement. So let's start us off, Chris, why don't you start us off? Not in any order, but the first one we want to talk about Inflation. Inflation continues. So we saw all the reports going into the the holidays that inflation was setting setting records. Right. And I believe I believe that's going to continue into 2022, at least for the first half of the year. I think that uh, it's going to be hard for for us to get control of that. And I think there's a lot of upwards pressure on prices right now. Um, and there's a lot going into that, which I think we'll probably touch on a little bit as we go through here, but inflation is going to continue. I agree with that. I mean, we had the the highest cost of living increase in social security in 40 years. Um, I mean, that's great, right? That's great. But we also saw the prices. Everyone knows it. Everyone saw the price at the pump. Everyone saw the grocery bill going up for the new year's Eve celebration. And you're thinking it's going to continue. I'm thinking it's going to continue. Now, originally, I did a show, I'll put it up here on inflation back when it was first got it started, and I said I agreed with the federal government, I think it was Janet Yellen at the time, said inflation is going to be a temporary blip. Um, so we're not going to know that until the end of this year. So I think that, and again, if I knew what was going to happen, maybe I'd be an economist, which I'm not. But I think that inflation will slow down throughout the year, but it's still going to be higher 
than average. That's for sure. I mean, we've pumped a lot of money into the economy over the past, you know, few years, and we haven't seen as much inflation as we're seeing right now. I think it's almost like a little bit of catch up to all the that's true all the money from the stimulus that's been pumped in. We've been able to keep interest rates low, which I think has put us in a good position to deal with this inflation now. Um, and that's why um, I'm hopeful that mid year we'll start to we'll start to see it taper a little bit. The, yeah, that would be nice, but we could have a continuation based on 2021. Yeah. I mean, if we're playing catch up, we might have an entire year of inflation that's even higher than 2021. Yeah. That could be devastating, particularly for retirees, because a lot of them are on fixed income. A lot of them are on low risk investments or CDs or things that don't really keep up with inflation. So they'll probably get hit the hardest, I would assume. Well, it's certainly hard when you're trying to plan for retirement. Um, what do you plan for needing for income? You know, if you haven't, I mean, for retirees, I mean, that's the worst because you're already on your fixed income. Um, but even as you're nearing retirement and trying yeah, to plan you got, for- You, you got to plan for inflation. inflation. Yeah, yeah. You have to have a cost of living increase built in a retirement plan or else this, I mean, that goes without saying whatever inflation is. You have so with to, record numbers, what what do you use? Yeah, <laughs> do you well, what do you 6% use? Six percent inflation, or do you right. assume fifteen percent inflation? I mean, oh, we've seen some pretty crazy numbers in the it's past. It's happened. It's happened. I don't think yeah. we're going to be there, but you never know. So we agree on that one. All right, let's go on to the next one. The Great Resignation continues. Yes. What do you think about the Great? Re- so for the for the viewers and listeners that don't know what the Great Resignation is, why don't you give them a quick little ten second? Sure. The Great Resignation. People uh, got used to staying home while uh, while they were either sick with COVID or avoiding getting sick with COVID, and uh, they realized, hey, it's not so bad at home. I kind of like it here, and maybe I don't want to go back to the office to my low-paying nine-to-five or worse job, um, and that's going to have some effects on 2022, I think. And it was interesting talking with you before the show what does that mean? Um, for me, I think it means that employers are going to finally have to raise their wages. I mean, and I've seen a little bit out there floating around about wages increasing this year for, for those workers, those, those non-retireds. Um, yeah. I and then see you have that. some thoughts yeah. too. Yeah. And I think one of the things I've noticed is that people are changing their conversation about retirement. Um, they, you know, when, when people retire typically, and you've seen this, Chris, you know, when they retire, they, they, they're bored. A lot of people define themselves by their work. They get home, they realize their spouse isn't all that cracked up to be right. Oh my <laughs> God, go, go back to work. I please. hope that doesn't happen to too many, but, <laughs> but for a lot of people, they realize, oh man, um, wow, this is different than I expected. So what happened during 2021, when people stayed home, they got a, a little bit of a taste of what retirement was like. And I think a lot of them are saying, I could do this. Maybe I can work part-time. Maybe I'll retire early. I really liked it. Some might have said, well, maybe I not, that's not for me. I'm going to continue to work. But I think the idea of retirement has shifted dramatically as a result of COVID, which was not expected. And I also think that um, people are starting to, to rede- redefine what working and retirement are in terms of how they travel or things they do before retirement. It used to be you retire, then you go on your trips. 
I think a lot of people are saying, well, maybe life's too short. I lost some family. Um, maybe being at the office all the time isn't all it's cracked up to be. Maybe we take a trip while we're younger and, you know, I could always work go back to work. And, and, you know, yeah. so I think that you're right. I think the great resignation continues and it's going to be people now going back to work, but I think they're going to redefine how that, what that means. Right. It's not all going to be about, I'm not going back to work until you give me a raise. It's going to be, you know, I'll come back to work, but I'm not working full time at the office. I want Fridays right. at home, you know, something like that. Right. And, and I think I like the idea, like I was intrigued by the idea that people redefine retirement as almost like what, what we used to call semi-retirement is more yes. like our, is more like that is my retirement because I don't, I want to keep busy. And there's some benefits if you, if you sit down and do some planning with it, um, cause you can maintain your, or these are the conversations I guess you could have with your employer about health insurance that's a big yes. cost if you if you retire early and you don't qualify for the government benefits all of a sudden you got to start thinking about that private insurance and these are these are ways to accomplish that yeah i'm excited about it i think it's fun because a lot of times uh you know i'm having this conversation anyway and we get there in the end but i like the idea of a proactive it, it it's great if you know cuz normally we say the best time to start retiring is 20 years ago or planning for it um, so if someone comes 10 years early and says, Hey, let's start planning retirement, but I don't necessarily want to stop working. I want to semi-retire. That'd be a much more interesting conversation. Yeah. Also a lot easier to plan for, I think, <laughs> you know, all right, let's move on to the next one. Number three, real estate continues to be strong. You, you felt strongly about this. I wasn't sure. I'm not, a, I mean, we're, neither of us are real estate agents. We don't, yeah. <clears throat> we don't offer guidance on buying and selling real estate, but it's an important trend because it is the largest asset for most people. For most people. And I, and I do feel, I feel strongly. I don't think that real estate is going to continue to grow like it has in 2021. I think I was reading somewhere where they, the average increase was like 19 and a half percent or something yeah, last yeah, it's, year. It's, it's really high. Um, but I don't see real estate taking a step backwards. Um, I think, okay. I think it's reasonable to expect real estate to continue to grow and at a, at a pretty good rate, not at the, I think that average historical growth annually is like, it's like three or 4%. I think it's going to be better than that. I think real estate is going to continue to go up. There's a lot of upwards pressures. Again, just talking about like inflation and having all the upwards pressures that you see there. Um, real estate's living in the same world. We have, uh, they always talk about the, the millennials. They're a huge, a huge, generation of people i'm i'm on the on the high end of them on the older end of the millennials um and one thing they they talk about is millennials wait to do everything they do things later in life and they're they're now saying that they're at the point where they're starting families and finding value in purchasing homes finally and that that has not <laughs> been the case up to this point and what I think a bad time to, to want to buy a home though right right at the top, had huh? something to do with that i mean yeah. because they were they were they were in their either their rented apartment or with their parents and they're now they're like okay i want my own i want to own my own space that i can control um but also they now have families and they see the value in having a, a real estate asset so there's a lot of people joining the market from there and then you have your baby boomers who continue to retire and downsize and also 
create a, a pressure on the real estate market that, you know, after after home construction, they pretty much stopped building for a number of years there. We're way behind on inventory. So it's like there is yeah. just a lot of need and not a lot of housing out there. So there's just, I can't see where real estate wouldn't continue to be a strong place to, to purchase. Or if you're a first time purchaser, I, w- I wouldn't sit back and wait. Interest rates are going up. And uh, I think, I, actually, I think we're going to talk about that later in the show. Yeah. Well, um, I, I would say though that um, interest rates play a factor. Regional plays a factor. You're talking about residential real estate. Commercial might be completely different. Yeah, that's true. I think true. commercial will probably take a hit like a, I predicted last year just because people aren't working at the office anymore. Yeah, so they don't need that space. But yeah, residential, it's a tricky one. I think what you made, your point though is that Hey, you know, normally we're at, you know, three or 5% growth. We were at triple that quadruple that, um, don't expect that again, No, but don't expect it to be negative 20% necessarily. So I think the same about the stock market. Like we had ridiculous growth after the, after we had that COVID initial COVID decrease. Um, but we can't predict that project that going forward. That's just, no, that's not reasonable. So Yeah. We're not saying real estate's going to continue to be strong at that same double digit growth level, but it's not necessarily going to taper out real, real quick, you know, no. like it did in 08 or nine, right? Yeah. Eight, nine. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the fourth of five. Uh, this was the one I was pushing cryptocurrency adopted by banks. Now in my previous predictions of 2021, which I put up here again, I said the number one trend was going to be cryptocurrency is going to go and be accepted by more and more people. This time I'm predicting that cryptocurrency is going to be accepted by banks. Now you worked in a bank for a while. I feel like you don't necessarily feel so confident. I just so can't confident. believe it. <laughs> it's a bold prediction. I, I can, I can imagine it. I can imagine it. I think the day is coming. The future just comes so fast. I just don't know how to, I don't, to me, I just sit back. I own some cryptocurrency. It's it's a volatile, volatile currency. I just can't imagine having crypto in my checking account where it could be up one day and down the next. It scares me. It just scares me. You know what scares me? This picture of this, this uh, <laughs> the mystic behind me. Yeah, um, but I am. Yeah, it is. A, it's slightly bold, but not unreasonable. So. Um, if you remember, I think it was in 2019, I think so, the end of 2019, PayPal added cryptocurrency as an option for their, for your money. So you put your money in PayPal and that's, you give, you know, transfer money between friends and so forth. And you just kept it in PayPal, right? There was no interest and or very little. And then they said, you can also keep it in cryptocurrency. Right. And they have like four different options to choose from. I think because it's a money maker for them, banks are going to have no choice but to do it. They're going to say, why would I have a traditional bank account if I can go to this other place and have a checking account making interest, but also put it in crypto and move it and make it easy? I think just the money alone is going to force banks to do it. That's my prediction. Here's what, I, here's what I'll get. Here's where, I, here's where my head's at. Because I'm interested in this because I was a big crypto denier for a long time. Like this is an re- absurd idea. I can't see how this will ever stick. And now I, I mean, I embrace it and understand this is here, here to stay. And it's, and it's actually an asset to worth considering um, in the banks. 
the thing I've been talking about is I think the large institutional funds, the pension funds, the college, you know, funds, once they start holding it in their, in their billion dollar, trillion dollar funds, um, that'll stabilize the value because they are buy and hold individuals. Yeah. yeah. And that'll make it more palatable to have in a, in an account at the bank. So I think if you're going to yeah. predict the banks are going to start accepting cryptocurrency and holding it, then you got to predict that the institutional investors will finally pull the trigger. And I think together that's completely reasonable. And I think to take that one step further, I do think institutional investors are holding it. So that's giving it a little bit of credibility. But right before that, I have a feeling the banks are going to require the SEC to regulate it. And once the SEC comes down and says, this is how we're going to regulate cryptocurrency, it'll be very quick, (laughs) quick in terms of banking um, that they'll adopt it. So I think that could happen in 2022. I just, I don't know. I I think those are all good things too. Those are all good things. Yeah. Let's move on to the last one, which I know we both agree is going to happen in 2022. And that's volatility is going to increase in the markets. And we're talking all the markets, real estate, cryptocurrency, stocks, bonds, you name it. We're going to see some volatility. A hundred percent. I think that there's, there's no way to avoid it. I think one thing we, we, I, I touched on a little bit, um, but you know, you talk about inflation, we talk about raising interest rates to try to combat inflation, you know, all of pulling and, and prodding all of these um, mechanisms to try to manage the market is only going to make it more volatile. I I mean, if there's one thing I've learned is that when we try to manipulate, it makes things bounce all over the place. And And, I mean, right. You're, you're, as soon as you start moving some levers, even a small tweak over here is going to way down the line is going to speed it up. And I think we made a lot of tweaks. Yeah. And it, on top of that, Chris, and this is, you know, retirement focus show, I think retirees are going to be the ones that get hit by the volatility the most because they're typically the ones that like the volatility the least, right? As you get older, you typically like less volatility, although you can afford more volatility. Usually it, it, it the, the glide path indicates you take more volatility as you get older because your income's stabilized. Right. But I think they don't like the volatility. And I say they, the boomer is, is going to be really in the middle of it. We're, we're, we're turning the tide where there's more boomers that are over 65 now. Right. And, they're retiring and they, when you retire, you ch- you tend to fly to safety. You, ch- you tend to go to safe route. So they're going to be pulling money out of the market and that's going to drive some volatility, increase the movement of money. On top of that, you're going to have people like us that are saying inflation is going to kill us. We need to invest more so we might buy the riskier assets because that, those will keep up with inflation. So we're going to be buying, they're going to be selling. It's going to increase m- momentum. And volatility, I think this is 2022 is going to be where we see some volatility. It's not going to be this slow, steady grind up like we've been doing the last few years, which is very, I mean, it's predictable. I think it's predictable that we're going to have volatility. I don't think anyone predicted that after the COVID crash in in January, February of 19 or 20, uh, how we went down 35%. I didn't think anyone predicted it would just go steadily right back up and not really have a big major blip. I mean, we didn't have many corrections at all since COVID. No, it's been surprising. I think, 
I think the hopeful thing is that hopefully the, the like the volatility will end on a higher note than it started 2022. I mean, that's my my prediction is we're going to see a lot of ups and downs, but hopefully by the end of 2022, it will continue to be uh, a strong, if volatile market. The key um, is going to continue to be not predicting, but planning. You know, how do you plan? Like you can plan for a volatile market. You can, you can take steps to both, tolerate and know what your money is going to do in a, in a, in a downside of the volatility and on the upside of a volatility. And you can plan for what you're going to take out of the market throughout the year for yourself. Cause in retirement, that's what you're doing is a lot of times you're pulling from, from your investments. Well, part of that, that gets really scary when there's a lot of volatility, unless you have a plan in place. So, I mean, yeah. it's going to come down to sitting down with somebody and, and putting a plan in place, whether it's your not, spouse or, or a professional. Right. And, and, and not getting whipsawed, not, not selling in a panic mode, but more selling because that's your strategy. Right. You know, or buying at the right time. It's never going to happen. But if you have a plan, I'm going to buy at these set times, then you don't really overthink it and make right. that crazy decision because they, I think there might be, I think you and I both agree, there's going to be some volatile moments in 2022. When they happen, no one knows, but it's better to be prepared ahead of time so that you're not panicky. I mean, there's that, just so many things you got. Well, I mean, we look at how this uh, this COVID variant came out on December 1st. By the way, I'm recovering from COVID right now. That's uh, I, I'm I'm in my office right now, quarantined at, at home with my family. It's been a you look pretty Christmas. good. You look better um, than her, you know. But, yeah, right. But I mean that that variant came out. In the first case was in de- December 1st. So in one month, look at what that, how that's ravaged the country. And I mean, it's not this, they're saying this variant isn't as, as bad. And I'll test it wasn't, it wasn't as terrible for me. Um, but that was a, that was a huge thing. And it had some impacts just in December on the market. And uh, that, like you saw the travel, the, the airlines have, have been pummeled um, recently because of this variant. And I think there's, there's things like that that you can't predict. Um, that will come out in 2022. If we've learned anything since 2020, over the last two years, um, it's hard to predict what's going to happen as far as health goes, as far as the health of our country goes. But then also we're we're running into another one of those political seasons, which gets... That's true. That's a really good point. We're going to have midterm elections in 2022. Yeah. So that always adds a little uh, uncertainty to the air. Well, and. The markets do not like uncertainty. Yeah. So unless it's a clear indication of what's going to happen, there's going to be some volatility as a result uh, leading yeah. up to the midterm elections. So I mean, it's, good meaning, point. it's meaningful elections this year at all. I mean, every year is meaningful, but uh, I think we'll, we'll have a lot of, there'll be a lot of fear and that creates volatility. Well, speaking of fear, I want to end it there. I want to say, be ready because a year from now, we're going to be reviewing this. I will put this video clip up there. So if you said anything sensational, now's your chance to apologize. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for joining me today, Chris. It's a good show. I just want to remind everybody, we are investment advisors. We're financial planners. We focus on retirement. We're not saying these things are going to happen. Do not make any decisions based on what we're just saying. Just these are things to think about. Because if we truly knew what was going to happen, we wouldn't tell you. No, would we? No. (laughs) 
Yeah. No? All right. <laughs> Thanks for a good show, and have, I hope everyone has a great 2022. The topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundo or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Delphi Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.